You're a funny guy, Sally. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. What do you want to tell me now, tough guy? I said, Bing, what are you doing here? I thought I'd tell you to go fuck your mother. <laughs> you don't trust me at all, do you? I tell you what, you make it through tomorrow without killing anybody, then I'll start trusting you. Fair enough. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you. You did. I lied. Hi guys, this is Kill You Last. This is Peter Garacci. I I can't just do a regular intro. I can't, I this bit is getting so old. Peter. I know. I'm sorry, guys. This is Kill You Last. It's uh today, <laughs> whatever we're recording it on a Wednesday. Yeah. I'm Peter Garacci. I'm Alex Pashera. And we have our guest Eric Grooms. There yeah. he is. Yeah. Excited yeah. to have and you. Talking to him. He brought whiskey. Yeah. Uh, first. Sorry. Guess. Bourbon. Bourbon. It's bourbon. Cheers. Which is whiskey. Salute. Salute. I don't drink enough. Straight from the hills so, of Kentucky. We'll Thank see, you. We'll see how this uh, this pod goes with a little bit of lubrication. All right. That sounds almost sexual. You know what I mean. Yeah. I'm gay. Not in a gay way. No. No, totally. But in a gay way. Yeah, man. Um, anyway, so we're excited to have you on. So Good to be here. We want to talk about, uh, you brought a, a movie that I, I guarantee you a lot of people do not remember this movie, but it's got a lot of stars in it, and it's a movie that I was excited about and that you were excited about, so... Tell us about what we're talking about. Talking about the movie? Yeah. Uh, Next of Kin, yes. starring Patrick Swayze. Yeah, it 1989. is. 1989. Yeah. This is uh, peak Swayze. Like, this is, I, it's weird that this movie wasn't a big hit because it was like exact- right in the middle of like super Swayze superstardom. Yeah, you know what? It'd be interesting to see what else was out then. You know what I mean? Because there had to be something that was happening that kept this from being like at the level of what Roadhouse was thought of or Dirty Dancing yeah. or even later Point Break and those movies he did. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, that's a, he had like a monster run where he did uh, Dirty Dancing, then he did this and Roadhouse the same year, mm-hmm. then Ghost, then Ghost. Point Break. And it's funny because Point Break seems like an older Patrick Swayze and mm-hmm. it's a year after Ghost. Right, but, right. Uh, no, he, it, this is right in his like prime time. And, and maybe, Ghost, um, maybe Ghost is what put a, pushed it down. Because he became like a romantic mm. guy. Well, I mean, he was always... He no, sort I mean, of women, was. Women and, always loved him. He and wanted, in this one, he sort of is. Yeah. I mean, because yeah. I did some research. I did some... Because uh, it's hard to find this movie. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, like, you searched YouTube. They have, like, uh, the ending scene is on YouTube. If I To, to download this illegally, which I, that's what I do for all of these movies. I download them illegally and I watch them. That's great. Uh, our, ad, our address is 375. Yeah, perhaps yeah, yeah, don't yeah, incriminate yeah. yourself on the pod. Thanks yeah. for using the real address, by the way. That yeah. was cool. I didn't uh, tell them the street. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. The numbers are three and seven. They're in there. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Well, I couldn't... I. It took me an hour to find a link for this and then it took over two hours to download because only one guy was seeding it, which... I know you're a little too old to know what that means, know what but that means. yeah, basically there's people that share the files and there was only one guy in the world sharing this fucking file. So I downloaded it from him. You're welcome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Amazon has it to rent or buy. Oh, you could yeah. buy it. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to buy it anywhere. It's okay. available. I have a copy of it and Peter asked me for it, but it, my, my cousin borrowed it because we had the same, this, con- this is not a podcast conversation. This is part of my real life when <laughs> yeah, it comes yeah, no, to movies like this. Pod. Right. I'm like. We were sitting there talking, and we were talking about Patrick Swayze for some reason. Um, and he's, uh, he used to work for CNN. He's a, he's a film guy. He's a filmmaker. He works for a big company now, and he does their media. It's a big investment company. Cool. So he does, you know, he's, he loves this, this whole world. And we got to talking, and I'm like, you never saw this movie. He's like, no. I said, I said you know, Liam Neeson is in it. Um, Helen Hunt. Ben Stiller's in it. Yeah. Um, Adam, um, Adam, Adam Baldwin. Baldwin yeah. I, these guys, these people you've seen in all kinds of different movies, and they, so all these familiar faces from this great story, um, and he'd never seen it. So I gave him the copy, and so he he took it, and I just haven't gotten it back from it. Yeah, yeah. just a while back. So it's interesting. We, I mean, we hadn't seen each other in a while. We met, I think, at, probably like at Broadway, with the mic you run, and we kind of hit it off, became fast friends. We were talking one day, and I, so I knew you would have a cool movie to pick, and you, I asked you to do this podcast, and you're like, we started talking about Swayze, yeah, yeah. and the, I said, you want a movie in the '80s. Yeah. You have to pick Patrick. And I said, uh, have you ever seen Next of Kin? And you said, I own it. And I was like, that's why I asked you to do the it pod. It was <laughs> Next of Kin is the first DVD I ever bought. Uh, it was, I was living in Ashland, Kentucky, which is this, the, it's, they're in Hazard, Kentucky is where um, Patrick Swayze's character is from, which is yep. about an hour yeah. and a half south of Ashland. But I was living in Ashland um, and took a job down there and 
didn't have, and I was being relocated. So they put me in a, an apartment. So you didn't grow up there. You were just living I, there. I grew, well, I grew up, well, it's the same thing. I grew up only an hour away from there. Oh, okay. I'm from Ohio, but on the southern part. Got it. So I'm very close to Ashland. Everybody I know from deceptively Ohio. Southern. Yeah, everyone southern I know Ohio. From, yeah. Everyone I know from Southern Ohio has a Kentucky connection. It seems like there's like not, it's like, it's like growing up in Jersey, the Pennsylvania border or the New York, New Jersey border. It's kind of like the same. Well, Culturally, the, there's a saying back home, uh, or in Kentucky, reading, writing, Route 23. That's the three R's. <laughs> because US 23 runs from all the way through eastern Kentucky on up and in, really into Michigan. So it, it right. you did, you learned, you know, if you come from the coal fields and you need work, where are you going to go? You're going to go to cities like Akron. Um, there's a city or a suburb of Columbus, uh, Grove City, which is on the south side. And for years, people called it Grove Tucky because many people would move to Columbus and it and, and they would end up in the southern part of it. Of it. Yeah. So I grew up in Jersey on the Pennsylvania border, and we called it Pennsylvania, and we didn't mean it in a nice way. But uh, I've yeah, actually never – I've I, never I, been – I would love to go to Kentucky, actually. I'm dying to go to Kentucky, Louisville, and, and um, yeah, other people, places like that. It's weird. Even um, when Obama was elected um, the first time, we were, I was watching CNN, and I don't remember who it was, but – it was a person from Pennsylvania, and that's what he said. He said, you know, because, you know, it was pretty clear Obama was going to win. Um, but he mm-hmm. said, uh, he goes, well, Pittsburgh's going to be okay, and Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia will be all right. But he said, we worry about that middle part called Pennsylvania. Yeah, I remember On CNN. That. And I'm like, you just pissed off most of the people in Pennsylvania, all the people in Kentucky. Yeah, <laughs> and Pennsylvania is a pretty important state to win, and you, sure, can't sure. Just, you can't just win Philadelphia and Pittsburgh to win the state. You can't. And so He it, ended up losing those two, right? No, he won. Um, he won Pennsylvania. I, I think Obama did. I don't know. I'm not a politician. I know he guy. won the election, but I, I can't remember. <laughs> he definitely he didn't win Kentucky, right? I'm or not did sure. He? He, didn't wow. West, he didn't win West Virginia. No, 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 no. You know what doesn't make for good pod? Uh, Political reliving Obama's <laughs> <laughs> electoral no, college. I, I was vote. not talking. Yeah, that's yeah. It, first of all, that is very Googleable. Yes, yes. <laughs> we don't have to have a podcast about. That. So this is interesting. So when I've like I've been talking to people about this movie, and I was like, "You ever heard of Next Kid?" And of course, none of them heard it. And I when I describe this movie. You have to preface describing this movie as this is exactly an 80s movie. And this is what I love about this movie. The 80s, they made movies like they made skateboarding movies. They made BMX movies. You know, everything had its like subgenre. And uh, when you describe this movie, you have to say it's about a Chicago cop Mm -hmm. who's from Kentucky who fights like Chicago mob with Kentucky, you know, with Mm -hmm. with Rednecks. It's like everything mixed together. It's like it's the only movie of its kind that mixes. Mob stuff, Chicago cop stuff, and Kentucky redneck stuff. And you have that character trying to do things the right way. Um, and, and we probably should talk a little bit, since people probably yeah. haven't seen it, about what the movie's about. And it, it's about a family in Kentucky. Um, his name is uh, Truman Gates. That's Patrick Swayze's character. He goes to Chicago to be a cop, mm-hmm. um, meets a woman there. Her name's Jessie. It's played by Helen Hunt. Super yep. hot. Yeah. yeah. So that's this really, this is before Twister. Um, yeah, this is right early. Yeah. <laughs> so she was coming. This is one of her first big roles. And so he, they marry and they have a nice home. She's a, a violin player. So you have this hillbilly from Kentucky that's great at shooting a bow and arrow and, yeah. and a cop, rough. But this is the kind of woman he ends up with. And, um, and so they're there. Um, back home, not going too well at the coal fields. So his brothers both lose their jobs. Uh, Briar, who's played by Liam Neeson, um, he loses his job. Of course, he stays there in eastern Kentucky. Um, but his, um, um, his younger brother, yeah. um, Gerald, goes up to Chicago, follows his brother. He gets a job working for a trucking company, driving a truck. Um, and he's played by... Um, Bill Paxton. Bill, yeah, Bill Paxton, right. Right. Young Bill Paxton. Right. He this dies is before, right away in the right, movie. Right. Yeah. right. So what happens is this mob family yes. wants to take over this. Um, and the mob guy, um, I forget who plays. Um, He's good in the movie. I, I, yeah. What's his name? The main guy? Yeah. John. The John. Not. No. John Isabella is the mob leader. The yes. dad. Yes. So no, I, but the uh, his son, right? Or not it, his son. The, is uh, Joey. Yes. Joey His nephew is Adam Baldwin. Right, right. Joey. He was in uh, Full Metal Jacket. He was yeah, in yeah, Firefly yeah, yeah. and Serenity. Interestingly, uh, Day. says the N-word in both Full Metal oh, Jacket yeah. and Nexican. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a little a, IMDb there's trivia a nice, right there. There's a nice hard R N-word <laughs> by a white guy drop in this movie, which yeah. is nice to watch. Not the Kentucky ones, though. I no, this yeah, was a, sure. there are okay. city slickers. Yeah. Only, yeah. The, only the Italians. No, let's, not, let's not malign them. <laughs> right. Well, no, it was... But there, that was part of that era. That Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah oh, totally. Well, it, there's another movie that came out 
right around that time it has nothing to do with this movie, but it was called Boiler Room. You've had to. Yeah, I've heard. Of, I've, I've heard right. of Boiler. I've Wait, actually seen that one. Not Giovanni Ribisi. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, that one. It's the kind of. It's kind of the Wolf on Wall Street play. Yeah. yeah. That's, yes. I mean, that's much. What later, I'm saying is, well, it is, but but it's kind of that same period of time where there was this. But that, the one thing about that movie had this blatant. Um, oh yeah, racial. They kept calling each other this, that, and the other. Yeah, they yeah. were just mm-hmm. basically that's all they would when they were ribbing each other. They would talk about their race more. Than well, you. those guys are so, real. Yeah, like, that's which is realistic. Long Island guys that are trying to be you know Wall Street guys in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. That's how they talk. Right. And, and so there's and, some of that came out. And guess what? I know some Italian guys from Jersey that don't say the nicest things when. Uh, yeah, that's going away a bit, but definitely the people guys in their like forties and fifties are still sort of from that era. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, we. It's weird because um, you know, my parents were in high school when um, civil rights was passed. Yeah, that's, so that's nuts. A, right. So it's, it's just, it, this, is, this isn't history. This is in part of my life. So it's shaped. Right. I can get into that. That's a different topic. But um, yeah, sure. But anyway. The, but yeah, so let's that's go on cat. with Back, the plot, which the is plot, interesting. So, so it centers around the guy dying, the uh, brother. So Liam Neeson's Ger- brother. Yeah, Gerald, Gerald dies. Yes. Well, what happened was John, um, Isabella, his son, um, Lawrence, is now going to, he's played by Ben Stiller. So again, another huge actor that's going to go into a great career, and he he now he wants to be in the family business. So Joey is now threatened because now he knows Lawrence is going to be the heir to the to the mob family. So he takes him out, and they said we're going to. So they basically were trying to push this one company to buy, to let the uh, Isabellas buy them, and they they hijacked a truck, but Gerald wouldn't have it. He took off, and they chased him, and they finally pulled him over, and they shot him in the back of his and truck. And so he was like collateral damage, sort of. Yeah, he was nobody. He was, he was not, not a person they were looking yeah, for. Yeah, he was just a hillbilly that was driving. And they even said that you, well, you're a hillbilly, right? Was, and and yeah. and and they later, um, he's trying to justify that he killed him to his to the to the boss, the main mm-hmm. boss, and he's saying, oh, he was just a hillbilly. I, yeah, I, I did yeah. what I had to do, um, and that's that's interesting because they they judged. A lot, it was it was almost racist in a way that wasn't like it was like white on white racism. Sure, sure. It was it's like okay. the city that people exists. going against the going yeah. against the rural people, and very very much like judging them, saying like, oh, they're expendable. You could kill them, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, right, right. It's well, exactly. That's, that's like really rough. It like, actually made me think of something because you know it it is. It's like it was. It's okay to you know make like like a. Uh, Poor white people or redneck white people look bad in a movie. No one's gonna, no one's gonna march on Washington for that. This accent is the one accent. One represents the one group of people you can literally shit yeah. on, and it doesn't matter. No one's gonna get offended. No one. I, I did. Um, I think it's starting to change a little. It's it, not well, historically. You're right. No, but I mean the alt right is very angry, and I think a lot of them are smart people that come from that area. I, I don't know. That's the other thing. I don't know anyone from what you would call the alt right or white supremacist. That is, a, I think that's a fallacy too. Is that you think that I would, I'm going to be like in that circle and I'm going? To I'm go, not saying yeah. you are, <laughs> and, I don't mean, and I'm also not saying that they're they're necessarily always wrong either. Right. I, I, I meant you like in the general term. All the, that, right, all the right, Trump right, supporters right. I know are are guineas from Jersey. All they the, love, but they love them. But that's because <laughs> your supporters I know are black or Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that. They, no, they, yeah, there's a lot of them. Blue, blue collar Italians from Jersey, they love it. They mm-hmm. love it because they they know they're getting, kind of getting swept in with everything. Mm-hmm. You, they they feel outside the, the dominant culture, mm-hmm. and they feel like the dominant culture, as presented in the media, is is against them. So mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things where it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right. So right, they right, don't right. identify as anything but what they are, but they feel like the people who are coming down on. Other people are, are coming down. Yeah, it's like the well. cultural elites, yeah. and that is why Trump is. It did make, it, It's funny. Own. It made me think of this. Made me think of uh, Taken because in <laughs> with Liam Neeson because in Taken it's like like Albanians are oh, portrayed yeah. so badly in that movie. Like it's unbelievable. Like how I, I'm surprised they don't have them like eating children in the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like a just like a like a, a girl boiling in a pot and like eating. Her. Like it's so like libelous to Albanians, but they don't have any pull in politically or in Hollywood. So it doesn't right, right, matter. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a certain, and it's not a hate, not, not always a hateful one. It's just a, the joke of our country is that group of people, the the poor white. Person. Yes, yeah, which is who, sort of the the heroes of this movie in in a sense, right? Well, yeah, that's that's who they represent. They re, it's representing two cultures. It's it's um, I think there's a lesson there. It's it's this hill hill family who really just wants to keep themselves, right. raise families, and just be alone. And and then you've got a, a mob family that's doing their thing or whatever. Um, and so now they, they're, and I like the scene, like the one you described where he knows, yeah. he knows you just killed a hillbilly. Oh yeah. And we may be in for some, 
for, for something here. Well, he goes, I didn't know his brother was a cop. He's a fucking hillbilly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, that right, scene right, right. is very important. And, and the scene the that I love that I think kind of turned it was when Swayze walks in to all of those guys, and they say, can we help you? And he says, yes. I think maybe you can. Yeah. <laughs> Just a big smile. It's like... Because uh, he saw the shotgun shells of his brother. So what happens? I guess we stepped ahead a little bit, but... so oh, you're good. So yeah. we, we went... So the body goes back, um, and another great scene in that movie is they come back on the train with Gerald's body. Um, Truman and, and um, Jesse do, and they go meet Truman's family. So it's all these these gates are, you know, the whole family's there. And he leaves his, his wife over there and says, look, I'm going to go talk to him. They don't take kindly to strangers. She goes, they'll like me. He goes, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about me, right? So he had already ostracized himself from his family. Uh, and he knew it, too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah it was, but now there you are. And, and uh, he wouldn't even shake his brother Briar, you know, wouldn't shake his hand. And they, you know, the uncle's like your brother's and... Um, so there, that whole dynamic was was really good for her to see. Would that be really the first time she had seen him and how he grew up and the things he could do and his his really the way he was idolized in a lot of ways by his family, right? Yeah, I, so especially I the kids. One thing that bothered me, I don't like the um, and this is like such a cliche in movies. The like the guy who comes home and the wife doesn't fit in with the family. I feel like I've seen this in so many movies. It's like listen, my my family is a humongous pain in the ass, and I live a, my life is very different. And a girl that I meet in New York City is going to be very different than my family in Jersey. But I still, like, if, if I've, I was going to marry a girl and she came back to my, like, hometown and was like, who are these? I don't, I don't like these people. I'm like, I don't know if we could be married. Well, that's, she didn't. She loved, see, that's the thing about a woman like that. And Because I, I, that's personally my story. Because uh, Oh, do, do tell this. Let's is great. get into it. Because <laughs> we, well, I think we, we, we've set up the movie pretty well. Uh, yeah, right, right. Well, that, that's the, some of the reasons. And there are some correlations to my, your story. My, my wife, I'm from this area. I grew up in the southern part of Ohio, right across the Ohio River, about 20 miles from South Shore, Kentucky. So if you go on down the road, is Ashland, and on, you know, an hour into the mountains is, is Hazard, where this movie where this family's set. So this this is my group of people. So I can identify with that wholeheartedly. And I can identify, obviously, with Truman, who leaves that, right? Who's still, like, on stage, you guys see me on stage, I I do not push that aside. I, I play up my my hillbilly raisin, if you will. Um, and so that's me. But I moved away. I think that's smart, by the way. It's just so who I'm, I am. I don't think yeah. that moving here should change who I actually am at the core. Right, right, of course. Right. And, and so my wife um, is... You know, she's the cantor at her synagogue, so she's got two master's degrees. Her family's, both of them are doctors, and they're Canadian, and they, they're world-traveled. She's lived in five different countries, and so I bring her back to meet my family, and so it, it, it was a, it's, it's a different interaction with them, but it, was, but it was very pleasant, and she appreciated it. The thing that she really liked about it that was different from her family um, was how she would go to my cousins. We'd have, like, we'd watch the Buckeye football game or whatever, and, and there would be kids running everywhere, and she said she noticed that... Um, kids would go to what she couldn't tell whose kid was whose like she couldn't tell if that whose the parent was because a kid would go to this person and then to that person to ask for the help or whatever and it was just like uh, that this is my communal family. right and she said that's just not the way most families are most families are you know this is my kid Itemized, I take my yeah. kid right and so so I think that's the thing that they played that up um, because I think that that family would have liked her yeah their, their issues were with him leaving yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, because uh, even in the scene with the little kids, I think they, they portray this when he, sh- when he takes the arrows mm-hmm. out of, yeah, and the kids are shooting arrows, um, and they're like, oh, we heard you were pretty good at shooting arrows before you went and left and forgot everything. Yeah. Forgot well, everything. Right, 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 yeah. That's it's, big, yeah. It's funny, because you know, I've been spending a lot of time in Jersey, where I'm from, and I... And they mean well, but whenever I go to Jersey, there's a Jersey thing with New York City, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, sure, and, sure. And, and people, vice versa, yeah. by the way, yeah. And every time I go home, they're like, oh, Peter lives in New York City. <laughs> and, it's, and, then, and I never, like, listen, I tell people to leave. Like, I don't want anybody coming to New York. I never sell New York to anybody because there's too many people here as it is. Right, right, right. I mean, I'd I'd rather, people that are here to leave. I'd rather, I, I just say, like, three or four million people got to go. <laughs> so it's not like I go around and be like, yeah, I live in New York. But, like, people can't help but be like, oh, well, Peter lives in New York. Oh, Peter lives in Manhattan. And they, they automatically assign you this sort of, like, other and I'm just like I'm he, like I, I was having a conversation with some people in Jersey about how much I love Jersey, and they were like suspicious. And I'm like, no, I'm like I'm from here. Like I love New Jersey. Like I grew up here, and I love it. And I always tell people about it. That that doesn't change the fact that I want to be in New York City, and that's where I live. But yeah, that there's that the, for the there's people it. who stay behind, the people who leave. There's always a weird like tension there, and whether you, they mean well or not. Well, you probably though the difference. Because I, I experience similar things, but it, we, not very many people leave yeah. where I'm from to go this far. Like yeah. if, if people leave my area, they go to Columbus or Cincinnati, 
right? Yeah. They go to the one of the city, and there are a bunch of people who did that. But but um, we're next. Well, what's the day? In, in ten days, I'll have my thirtieth high school reunion. Oh wow! And only two of us, actually three, live more than forty minutes from where we went to high school. Wow! And that's that's everybody. And so. Wow. Nobody leaves to come places like this. I got a friend of mine who went to California. He, he actually does video games for Activision. So a lot of these titles, if you play games, he's oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so he did that. And then I have a friend, one of the girls we graduated with, ended up in North Carolina. Um, I don't know what really she does, but, but that's it. And so everybody stays there. So you probably have people who, uh, more people who move this way yeah. from where you're but from. But still, so I have an interesting uh, – so I saw this movie as a 10-year-old in the theater – and we had, um, I was the oldest kid, so in my, I had three younger siblings. So I feel like it was often like people would take me away from my parents just so that my parents could get a break, if that makes sense. So like my parents had like little children around. So they're like, oh, I'll take Peter to do something so that that's one less kid for us to worry about. So we had this, we had this uh, elderly couple next door, Thelma and Mike, and they were this, this old Jewish couple with no kids. And they took me to the movies. And it was literally them and me in the theater seeing next of kin no one else and this is like inner city jersey like very urban like this was not the target audience for this movie Mm -hmm. so it probably didn't last long in that theater but i very vividly remember being 10 years old and seeing this movie and seeing it with them it was them it was the one movie that i ever went to go see with them and uh i I still i remembered when i went back and watched it like i remembered the scene where you see Liam Neeson for the first time in his trailer and there's like the deer head in the fridge. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I remember the, you know, the, the chase sequence and like with the trains, the elevated trains in Chicago. Like that's the stuff that, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, 30 years later, almost 30 years later, that's the stuff that still stayed in my, in my head right. from seeing it as a kid basically. So it's cool. But we actually left Elizabeth when I was a kid and moved to a farm okay. in Jersey. Okay. So even there, I, I had the thing where it's like, and I say this sometimes in my act, it's like, I would say like, you know, I moved to the country, and I was like, you know, I'm from Elizabeth. And they're like, what did you say? I'm like, Elizabeth. They're like, Elizabeth? Like, I, you oh. know, I talked like I was from the city. I said, I have $5. You know, Bill, Cl- <laughs> Bill Clinton was the president. I still say, I, I can't help it. I, I still say Manhattan. I can't, I can't, like, I can't say it I don't get that way. last sentence. So Bill Clinton was the president. Bill, um, no, the way I said, Bill Clinton. Just, oh, Clinton. Clinton. I see. Okay, I didn't even hear that. And so I, I had a kind <laughs> of a, yeah. and, when, and when I was growing up in Elizabeth, and it's funny, we were talking about, like, language and stuff. Like, this is just the way we grouped each other. Like, I had my, you know, Portuguese friend Joe and my, you know... Portuguese Joe. Yeah. And my Puerto Rican friend Derek and my Jewish friend Al. You know what I mean? It was just yeah, like... Yeah, Jewy Alec. Because everybody have, was from... I have a Mexican friend, Juan, from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, but this is where these people were actually from. <laughs> Are we bragging? I, could, I have a lot of black friends. Because <laughs> where, where I grew up, like, every kid's, like, father was from somewhere. Right. You know, and right, my, you know, right, my right, father right. was from Sicily and, you know, everybody... And it was just... You just grouped people by... Yeah. Whatever that's you just when, I think when you're especially when you grow up in an urban environment, yeah. you you categorize people like everybody gets a nickname, and often the nicks the nickname is well the nickname you, thing is a country thing too, but that's the thing about where I grew up, and this I've used this joke on stage many times, mm. and uh, it's the the demographics of my high school were eighty percent white and nineteen percent was extremely white, yeah, <laughs> and one percent was Lamont Taylor, right? Um, <laughs> that was it. We, hey, we I like were, that. Everybody that's really funny, white, man. That's what, is Lamont Taylor white. real? Well, Lamont Taylor is real. He was my nice. point guard in basketball. Hey, that's fucking but perfect. But he was my college. Low Ely. All right, was, his name. Low Ely was really the black guy. Oh, but you can't say Low Ely if I'm back home because people know Low. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I started, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I started to, like because he's the one guy. Right. He'd be like, oh, I was there. I'm like, yeah, Low. I know. I'm working on <laughs> your name's not black enough. I'm working yeah, really on a joke isn't. that uh, like because where I went to high school, there was there was literally one black girl in my class, and she had a crush on me all through high school. She called the radio station Sweet. to tell him oh. it was my birthday, asked me the promo times, and I did she like request. Like a boys to men, not a boys to men. I don't remember what the song is. I remember yeah. being like listening to the radio, and she's like, "I want to call and wish Peter Garacci happy birthday." I love you. And I was way. always mean to her, and I never wanted to go out with her. And for years, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm racist. This is terrible." <laughs> and then like black girls. Well, now, so that, so I got older, and I started yeah. dating black girls, and I was he like, "Oh, I just like hot girls." Right, right. So I feel so much better. <laughs> I'm like a good person. Okay. Because I'm not a racist. Yeah. But if you're a strong seven and a five tries asking you out, you got to tell her to get the hell out of there because exactly. that's. Right. That's okay. Just, that's math. You just can't be racist about right, it. Right, right, right. So then I felt so much better about myself. Does, if Pierce, it's a just real quick, are, what do you think you are out of 10? A strong seven. That's what that's yeah, okay. all right. a strong seven. You're a strong seven compared to who? To the world. Strong, okay, okay, all right. All right. I, Have you I, seen I, what's out there? Come right, on. Right, right. Yes, yeah, solid seven, got a good head on his shoulders, has a job. Okay, yeah, fair this, enough. That's, yeah, you got to look at 
seven. I mean, total package. Yeah, yeah. It's this is not. Yeah, we're, you're a nice guy. Or Thank you're you. really nice. No, yeah. give him. I'll give him a seven. Yeah. <laughs> All nice. right. So, so uh, that's interesting. So you do have a southern background. You don't. Your accent's not too crazy though. Um, you're not hamming it up or anything. Ah, uh, we've only had one glass of whiskey. So that's far. true. So, yeah, yeah, we could get some more. We're no, on our it, second. It um. <laughs> I know. We do have uh, some of Knob Creek uh, Knob from Creek. Uh, Claremont, Kentucky. Shouts out Knob by, Creek. Made uh, by a small want... batch bourbon from Jim Beam. Shouts uh, out. They're in Clint, if they want to sponsor the pod, we need about 10,000 more listeners. Actually, I, I, I would take my 40 bucks back. If you can just, Jim Beam, send me a check for $40. For yeah. yeah it's be worth it. All good. Um, but I thought it fit the uh, movie. It does. The bourbon. Yeah. Kentucky definitely. bourbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's talk about some of the... So um, one of my favorite topics on the pod is... The, the familiar faces that are that end up in these action movies that are not you know household oh, yeah, sure. names. Sure. So you, you watch the the Terminators and the Commandos and all that stuff, and you get a lot of faces where you're like, and if you watch a lot of those movies, you see the same faces popping up over and over again. Right, especially in the What's time interesting period. about this movie is you have a lot of people who are not stars at the time who then went on to be stars, and you alluded to a little bit. You have very early Ben Stiller, you have very early Helen Hunt, you have a completely unknown Liam Neeson, very early a, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, and also an interesting oh, like a weird. Uh, bit of trivia a lot of um untimely deaths from people in this movie so patrick swayze died young bill paxton died mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. yeah um, that's true. oh here's another patrick swayze the first time that patrick swayze appeared on the television to my knowledge and i again very googleable this information but he played a soldier on mash mm-hmm. in oh. which would have been probably late 70s yeah. maybe early 80s um but he was a soldier who was just injured. Like he sprung his wrist yeah. or something like that. I forget exactly the injury, but it was an injury like that. It wasn't a gunshot wound, but he was with his buddy. And so they both come in and they fixed his thing. And they ended up taking his blood and he had leukemia. Oh, wow. His character had leukemia and, and he ended up, and, they, and they, 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 of course, it's MASH. So nothing is, you know, finalized most of the time. So they sent him off to get treatment in Tokyo or wherever. But it, and who knows whatever happens to right. him we don't, in we the don't show. Know. Yeah, a, yeah. Right, we don't know. But isn't that a weird thing? Yeah, that's a weird foreshadowing. Yeah. Especially if that was his... If, if you're right about that, and it actually was his first television appearance, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. really well. Creepy. I mean, he probably had a commercial. I mean, all these guys have things. Sure, yeah. but, but there's not too. There's nothing that he's well known for that was before that. And I didn't even notice it then. We were. I made more kids watch this stuff because they're, you know, they're like people. They, well, Mash is. A, I'm like more people watch the last episode of Mash than have ever watched a television program at all ever. And yeah. no one's ever going to come close to it. The Super Bowls are never going to come close to it. They're, it was like half the right? TV. It was like is half right? the TV in the US. E- were well, not, even the Super Bowls. Because yeah. the Super Bowls get what? No, no, no. I'm telling you, this is verifiable fact. Okay. Yeah, I, just, yeah. I haven't last seen one episode single episode of, of MASH. MASH. Okay. Is the, the last episode is the most watched episode. I've heard that stuff before. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, and it's not, and it, nothing will touch it. It's not stuff that's happening now. It's because people were watching. That, it was really, like, there was just no internet. You had three, there was no, you had three channels. Yeah, had, yeah. If you don't exactly. count PBS, but there was no, Fox wasn't yeah, even. Dude, in fuck thing. PBS. <laughs> well, I love PBS. <laughs> you can't count it. No, you're still mad about the Burton or anything. Ah, yeah. You feel like you've been lied to. I'm not mad about it. Man, I, I knew they were gay, dude. Yeah. At that we time, of show, here's the, the thing: though, who's the top? Who's the bottom? I mean, I think it's oh. interesting. To, it's easy to say Ernie's the top, but I think Bert's the top, low key. You know what I'm saying? They're just white, they're just roommates. I never had a problem with just. But they're officially they gay roommates. now. That's no, what he's alluding not. to. Yeah, they are. They, they yeah. announced it. They, did they you not hear about? Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. Officially. I heard. I thought well, it came out saying the, that they're just puppets. Well, and the, they're, well, they're that's no, that's no. what. Well, that's the official statement from Sesame Street. Oh, I thought it was the writers from back then said, yeah, they wrote them. Oh, well, then they're gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they did live together and sleep in the same bed. Wait, did they sleep in the same bed? I think I don't so. Remember. Yeah, there were scenes when they used to like be on the hey, hey Bert, and they yeah. were on the bed. My Sesame Street knowledge is not me neither. Like I mean, I did grow up on it, but I don't remember much of it. I was right, pretty right. young. Yeah. But I'm okay with them being. Fuck it, man. I just want to see them fuck. You know what I'm saying, dude? All right. Uh, I want to see some Bert Nerdy <laughs> porn on Pornhub, like ASAP. Anyway, that's gonna, you know that's going to be there. They Patrick, have it already. Oh, I'm bet. sure. I'm Patrick sure. Patrick Swayze do. does not get the respect he deserves. I feel like he was a great actor. He was a great star and a great actor. And I don't know why. What do you mean? I, I think people love Patrick Swayze. They love him, but they. I think he's, not from a critical standpoint. He's more pigeonholed, gotcha. I think, than any big star at that time. And what? it may be because he didn't last. His career didn't last that long. That he didn't have the range. Well, he didn't get to do like, yeah, like, like what De Niro's getting to do now. Yeah, because 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 they I mean, move their career. Any on one of he, his big hits would have been enough to just typecast him for the. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like Dirty Dancing is so ingrained in people's minds. Ghost is so sure. ingrained in people's memories. Roadhouse, they're different. May, mm-hmm. And maybe it's because of the accent. Maybe because of the mullet. People I think just, it's because he's he's really handsome. No, <laughs> no, I, seriously, I'm not even it, trying to be like, like it, but, funny here. Well, that's the thing, though. He, yeah, yeah, he was. He but was like was, the guy. It, he, he's the 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 one. Well, I think the, the the one actor today whose career 
I mean, obviously, he's still alive and still making movies. But we were talking about this. Yeah. yeah um, Bradley Cooper. I agree with you on this. See, yeah. see, Bradley Cooper gets, you know, he's kind of pretty boy and he gets mm-hmm. these fun roles sometimes and, and um, they're kind of, you know, typecast, like you say. But then he does, you know, um, the one he did with um, Jennifer Lawrence and then he did the Chris Kyle movie where he just flawlessly played that guy. American Sniper. Right. right. Uh, the, the one with Jennifer Law, uh, Lawrence was, was really good. What Silver the fuck Lining's was that? Playbook. Yes. I that's a, that's a great yeah. movie, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And he did, it, like I said, and he did a really good and job. He, he did a really good job in. Um, He's just not that into you. Which if you ever go want to have a podcast on that one, oh, yeah. that's that's, the, I, that's my I love that movie. But it's got, okay. again an ensemble cast, and he plays this guy who's not happily married, and ends up having an affair. But he played that character really well, and and it it could be. And some people would say he was an asshole, but but in reality, he was just a guy who was in a situation he didn't really want to be in. And so you think that if so, Swayze, I think Swayze is similar to that in that they perform well. They're great actors, but because they're good looking and because they're they they're have this appeal yeah i agree they get they don't get the recognition that a sean penn would get yes yes dude you have to be almost like kind of okay looking you you still have to be good looking to be a sean penn or to be like a critically acclaimed actor but you don't have to be you can't be the perfect guy well i feel like they they take credit away from you and say like oh you're not that good of an artist because you're just brad brad pitt would be one yeah george clooney yeah well and those guys are great i mean obviously look at those 80s guys actually what swayze did not get now that i think about it he didn't get that like five-year period where you don't see him and then he comes back like a Mickey Rourke and does The Wrestler. Right, right. Or a Bill Murray who's known as a comedic yeah, actor and yeah, then he yeah. does Lost in Translation. That's, like he didn't get his like his dramatic but, Oscar nomination but here, role. Here's a perfect example. That's Bill perfect. Murray. He's beloved, right? And I love Bill Murray. Everyone loves Bill Murray. I mean, he's, he's fucking hero, amazing. Sure. I think half his jokes and half his appeal wouldn't work if he looked as good as Patrick Swayze did. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Will you know Ferrell. what I'm saying? Will Ferrell yeah, exactly. would be exactly the same as it, that. And I think Will Ferrell's a great comparison to, to, to Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. Exactly. Yeah. They're both, yeah. and they, they, yeah. They're, and they're both hysterical. Perform, I'm not taking anything no, away from they them. They perform flawlessly. But, yes. But, but, yeah, every character, I, I think of. There's something uh, to that. Well, Will Ferrell, I think of the uh, old school where he uh, <laughs> jumps and he's in the suit and he yeah. jumps through the, f- the hoop of fire. And then the next scene, there he is with his, in his underwear with right. burns all over yeah. him. And that's like, not. I'm sorry. I'm, he's apologizing, even though he's the one who's hurt. And, and I'm like, in his big belly and his hair. Exactly. Like, We're going streaking. <laughs> that's not a funny scene if you're, if you're fucking ripped. If you're Brad Pitt. Yeah, yeah. and you just got a dick to the floor. That's not funny. You know, just calluses on your head. Yeah, so, so they stayed in their lane, but you're, that's a good point because Patrick didn't have the opportunity to come back with any no other projects. He didn't get yeah. a, to, he would have had money to produce his own projects right. to, to flow into whatever um, stage of his career he wanted. Because he, you know, he didn't have the phase like you know Tom Cruise has periods of his career where he's not taken seriously, and he's you know maybe he's done, and then he comes back, and all, you know Sean Penn was Spicoli on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, oh, all right, can you please say that Spicoli, Spicoli in a tiny Spicoli, yeah. Spicoli. It's well, just in, <laughs> er, in anything. It's Spicoli. I'm a TV repairman. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Rest in peace, Swayze. Wish you would have gotten the respect you deserve, but we're giving you respect. But in real life, but in real life, again, I mean, this guy's probably ten years older than me, um, but he's playing these roles that are basically kind of in my age range. Yeah, sure. So, so growing up, then seeing him, he was the kind, and and I, there was not really that much. Of course, we live in a different world now, so who knows. You know, um, right? What kind of life he really lived, but everything that came out in interviews and on, in his real life seemed to mirror the kind of guy he played on the screen. And it was always yes. the same character: the good-looking, um, talented, but with a great heart. Yep. And I, I think, yeah. and this is what a man ought to be. Like in yeah, this world we're living in, where you try to figure out what does it mean to be a man. His character in this his, movie. His character in this movie is what a man ought to be. You yeah. ought to be able to take care of of your family, you and and be able to like beat somebody's ass yeah. if you have to. And there's and he tried not to for a long, long time. Oh yeah, he showed restraint. Right, and so that's what you got to do. You have to know how to love a woman and make her feel the way that that woman felt about him. This is a she was a concert pianist or a violinist. I'm sorry. Yeah. Cultured, and you could just tell she loved that man, right? And he did everything to make her know that that he loved her. Um, you listen, you listening, young millennial men, God fearing man. Watch Perfect. next to kin and take notes, motherfuckers. Hey, are you talking to me or? or I'm talking to your whole generation. Yeah, that's again. If you want to tell how to, how am I a man and learn how to drive a stick shift for crying Absolutely. out loud? Absolutely. Well, you whoa, understand whoa, 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 how whoa. hard it is for me to get comics to go on the road with me? I drive stick, by the way. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I mean, but like on these long, I'll take yeah, you. Yeah. Long, but on these long oh, trips, we're in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, how many comics so, could get stage time if they could drive a stick shift in my Camaro or my Jeep. Yeah, yeah. That's your. Why thing, can't you Patrick. drive it? Just. I no, because people don't drive stick. Because 
because his gigs are eight hours away. Yeah, and I'd like a little drive. bit of a break. Oh, I see what you mean. I've I have a car. We, we could go on the road together. Well, I, I have an I automatic. Need, I, have I have a, a car. I, I have a bitch Corolla. I drive, I'll drive you for eight hours. I don't give a fuck. I have a 2015 Camaro SS. It's the But shit. it's a stick. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you want it to be a stick. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what Patrick Swayze drove in his car. Yeah, movie. the Camaro. He drives right. the 87 Camaro. I looked it up. Right. So, um, and Patrick obviously takes care of himself. He he looks good. He dresses well. He He's learned. In this movie, when I say learned, he's. I, you know what that means? I don't. Is it learned? I always learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, I think everyone knows me. Me, me, say learned, but I don't. I don't know if it's like a real thing. It that is, is no, like in the real. dictionary. No, he's, he's he's a learned man. He's a learned yeah. man. He he um, and I think his upbringing, being very humble, also shaped the person he was. So he embraced who he was and tried to improve, and treated people. He did his job well and he treated people well. And that's, the, that's what a man ought to be. So that's yeah. what I always took from his, even when he, in, like you go back to Dirty Dancing where he was like this playboy dancer. In reality, when you start looking at that movie, he really did things the right He's way. He's a good guy. He gets yeah. blamed for the stuff that, because, yeah, that movie, and that movie's about people judging people by their image. It's right. about low class versus high class and, and judgment and, and, yeah, and, and stereotyping. He, and, that's, and he turns out to be not the guy that they stereotype But him he as. even didn't portray himself as like perfect because he's like, yeah, these women are coming up putting diamonds in my pockets. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So you know he's doing some bad things as well. Chicks dig it. But yeah, yeah it's um totally. Okay. So all right, let's pick up where we left off. I here. do. So, I want to oh, talk about. Uh, yeah, sure. I could talk about Liam Neeson the whole pod. Uh, I uh, love. Yeah. I love Liam Neeson this movie. Um, I remember like being like, "Who's that guy?" And I he he this. Early, I was shocked after because that's the first time I saw Liam Neeson. So seeing him actually talk in real life. So I've been on a Liam Neeson kick lately, and so I I'd heard a story recently. I'm I'm big in the. Miami Vice TV show, and we should do it. We should do an episode on Miami Vice. That show is great, and so many actors started out in Miami oh, Vice. Well, I, guess, I think right. every actor in this movie did an episode of Miami oh, Vice. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so let's recap. Liam Neeson plays a redneck American. Yeah, so he's in playing, and you would not to know him, you wouldn't know uh, that he's an Irish guy. Right. So the story that I heard is that Liam Neeson um, uh, was doing a movie in Europe with De Niro. De Niro liked him, sent him to New York to meet his casting director, and she immediately cast him in Miami Vice. And I just watched that episode, and he plays a, an IRA. Uh, he, well, he plays an Irish guy who it turns out is actually an IRA like arms dealer. Oh, and he wow. falls in love with one of the undercover cops. And it's funny about Liam Neeson is he's one of those guys who had to grow into his face. Like young Liam Neeson looks a little bit like a more handsome sloth from Goonies. <laughs> and if you watch yeah, that Miami yeah. Vice episode, he's handsome, you'll see what I mean. But it's funny because he's, he did this movie where he's covered in hair. He's got a beard and long hair. Yes. He did another movie called um, – Suspect, which share where share plays a uh, a lawyer, and there's a murder in D.C. and they pick up a deaf mute Liam Neeson, who's a homeless guy in the movie, and he's the suspect for this murder, and it turns out to be all this political intrigue. But in that movie, he's playing a homeless guy again, covered with long hair and a beard, and only years later do you see his face, and you're like, oh my god, this guy's a handsome guy. Mm -hmm. But it took him like he had to be like in his forties. To be handsome, it's weird. Well, men are that way. I think men, the the, the face that you see at twenty, that yeah. that's on the billboard, is not going to be the handsome man when he's. So he when like he's you know it's per, like so him to do taken in his like forties was like the perfect thing for him. And this movie kind of makes me think of, like, and taken and I, I put John Wick in that category where there are these there's certain movies that are being made in the last couple of years that are kind of simple returns to the movies that were being made in the 80s. Like mm -hmm. this kind of simple story. Yeah, there's nothing. It's almost like a, I, I was thinking there was, there was like kind of Greek elements to it. It's like yeah. Aristotelian. Greek it's, myth elements. Yeah, it's the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. three brothers yep. and the guy ends up killing his, you know, his son gets murdered and then he has to kill them. It's the, like, familial. It's, it's like, yeah. it's it's like Shakespeare. It's like yes. the Henry yes. Five story, which I love. Right. The ending of this movie yeah, is, you know, we basically. You yeah, know, let's, let, let's. Well, I mean, let's it, recap the end because well, it is we, it is a great ending so scene. So Briar comes up, the, the Liam Neeson character gets killed by by Joey. Um, then Joey also and let's who's Joey? Adam Joe, Baldwin. A, Adam okay. Baldwin's character, but, who's no, the nephew who is, of the the mob boss. Right. Yeah. So, so he's, he's, he was supposed connect. to take over. He also ended up killing. He killed Lawrence, Joe's um, John's son. John's son. That's the big right. He killed Ben Stiller's character and made it look like Briar Briar killed him, and then that's why they killed Briar. Because they thought that like, Briar killed him. So, next thing you know, they, um, Joey then would brag on what he did. So, they had a wire, found out he actually did kill um, the Lawrence Isabella. His family found right. or he, his, yeah, his, yeah, his his uncle found out. And then, so, boom, um, at the end, 
the whole well the other thing happened once Briar died yeah, yeah, everybody from from Hazard Kentucky loaded up in buses and vans and Which trucks is amazing. and they all just came up and said we're going to we're going to have revenge you know Truman's had his time so but this Which is point, very familial very communal right, right. Hatfield and McCoy to, kind of and thing. back to what you're saying about like with your wife the way she reacted to the the way that your community was mm-hmm. where it's like kids would just call up to any parent and, right right it's, yeah. they all jumped Everyone's on board together. they they go up and they going to enact justice and the good thing is at this point Truman is on board I'm going to, so he gets his bow and arrow and so he's, they meet yeah. in a cemetery all this stuff happens so basically most of the people were you know killed um, that were that came out to get Truman by Truman and his and his family <clears throat> but at the end there's the mob boss who gets the jump on Truman puts the gun at him and there stands Joey. So you got Joey, and you have Truman, who was kicking the shit out of Joey. Right, right. At the time. Right, yeah. he was choking him. That's choking right. He, choking him. He doesn't him. have a weapon at this point. Yeah, they're fighting with knives and stuff. And yeah. So he, he gets him, he, which was not, Joey was not going to hand-to-hand beat back. No, no, no. So anyway, he's getting, Truman's Joey's got getting his ass soft. kicked. He's yeah. got him down, and here comes, and all of a sudden, you know. <clears throat> you know Music cues, everything. Right. John yeah. Isabella shows up with his crew, the, the real deal. Suits he, and all. Right. And so, and he's got a gun in his hand. Got his gun, points it at Truman, and he said, "This is over now." And he shot his nephew. Right. So he points it at Truman first, first. and then there's this um, shift where he shifts the gun over to Joey, and and he and what does he say, Joey? He goes, uh, "What what the fuck is going on?" No, no. Well, he says like, "Yeah," like he's responding to the gun being pointed at him. Right, right, right. And he says, uh, "What what is this? What's going on?" Because this is for killing my son, and they. Shoots him right it's through like the heart. A, it's like a Greek play. It's like a Greek right. tragedy. That's a and he it's looks Shakespearean. At, and then, fuck. and yeah. then, you know, John looks at Truman and says, "I hope this settles it between our families." Yeah, right. And, and he gives him the paper, which is like I was thinking about it. Like, what is that paper? I don't know if it's like a resignation, like a police resignation kind of thing. He's got to take care of that family shit. He said, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is." But he gives him a piece of paper mm-hmm. when he says and that. And this all takes place in a cemetery in Chicago, which right. is the best part. And this is the right, part I the remember end, the as a final kid. scene. And you I, can look this up on YouTube too, if you guys, anyone listening, <laughs> if you don't want to watch the whole movie, <laughs> what? Yeah, you have watch, to watch the whole watch movie. Watch the fucking listen, movie as loser. much as you want to. It's two hours. It's not even two hours. An hour and a half. It's a little more than two hours. If you, it's a little. Yeah, it's like it's an hour and like I just watched. It feels like fifteen minutes to me. So what yeah, it's an hour and forty minutes. Uh, or sorry, it's. Let me see. No, you're right. It's you're your right. whole it is. Very seldom would movies go beyond an hour and forty minutes back then. Yeah, that's true. It's about that. Um, anyway, but I don't. Know if it. you're if you're not you know sold or you don't want to watch the whole movie, which I totally understand. Uh, you could type in "next of kin" on YouTube, and this final scene is on YouTube readily available. Yeah. There's hundreds of thousands of views, and you could watch it. It's very Shakespearean. It's very well done. Also, um, what's interesting about this, I think there's there's I think. And this might be a stupid point. I'm not sure. But one of the reasons why this movie might have not gotten traction later in, in, in its lineage, like, like rewatchability, cult status, is because there's a, already a cult horror film called Next of Kin from 1982. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a film that, uh, that um, uh, God damn it, it's, who's the director? Uh, fucking, uh, uh, the guy who did Pulp Fiction, come on, I know his Quentin name. Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino has has come out in the like in like the two thousands and was like, "This is my favorite horror movie." So once he said that, oh, it man. became like a cult movie. And if you type I in "Next of Kin," that's like the that's first result that comes, that comes up. up. Yeah. And I think that that's interesting because I think a lot of these movies do get rewatchability. Like Roadhouse is like a cult classic yeah, at this yeah. point. Well, I think the difference between Roadhouse versus this, I haven't seen it, so I'm sure there's many. But no, no I mean it's it's um, it's but right. it's it, there. There are no other movies about bouncers. Yeah, it's the one. It's <laughs> right. The there are one. a thousand movies about cops. There are a thousand movies about sure. hillbillies. There's yeah. a thousand movies about the mob. There's no other movie about I lo- that. So, I, so as, mm, as, as, a, as a Sicilian American, I, I do enjoy the, uh, the gangster motif in the mafia movies. And you know, also, like, we were talking about this a little bit off mic. Like, as far as cultural appropriation, everybody's played Italians. Everybody's, like, my favorite Sicilian ever is James Caan playing Sonny Corleone, <laughs> and he's a Jewish guy yeah, from yeah, Queens, yeah. and I don't care, he's amazing. Oh, he's so good at it. But yeah. but sometimes, like, there's the, the Pope of Greenwich Village was a movie with Mickey Rourke yeah, yeah. that I was, was talking about someone recently. Mickey Rourke, who I love, he does, like, the Italian hand gesture, but he overdoes it, and yeah, it drives me crazy. That's, that's too much. <laughs> so yeah. I think a lot of it with the Italian stuff is, like, it's got to be, it's more subtle than you think. And it's more of an attitude. So I just think it's interesting in this movie because I don't care whether or not Ben Stiller is playing a mobster. 
But it's like they're he's obviously not Italian. And like nobody in this movie has even like a whiff I, of like I like but I like his Italian. There was a gangster part of him. See, he wasn't the over the top gangster like like Joey would have been. But he was when, good. He, when he when he took over the office, like he just like uh, you know I'm here more than you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, that's what I'm saying. That was I thought well. That they was always nice. went, that was more. They always went th- in business with the Jews. That's what Meyer Lansky <laughs> is. Why they're just having Here's a the thing: Jews and Italians are very similar, and I think that that was the the very business. You're right. Yeah, they the were very the the side of the the Jewish in Ben Stiller that's what, kind of Italian. What he was doing. Oh, he as an actor, totally. They've worked yeah. together to make Las Vegas, to run numbers in New York, uh, illegal casinos. I'm telling you, the, well, we have the same the familiar. Bootlegging. We have the same familiar structure too. We have the yeah. the mom who wants to cook for everybody mm-hmm. and has a. Well, voice that's actually not, that, we have where you go to my mom's house. You're gonna get the same thing, and she's not any yeah. of those things. You're gonna get sure. like it's okay. I told my, my my daughter came home from high school or from college, and she went down to visit my mom, her grandmother, because she's at Ohio State. And she went down, and then all of the grandkids came to visit my mom. Mm. And so, to surprise her. And she was so thrilled. And so, Jordan texts me and my daughter. She's like, oh, my mom, my, your mom's, and we're having fun. I said, I said, you're going to wake up to the biggest spread of bacon and eggs and biscuits you've <laughs> ever seen. And that's yeah. what she, when she woke up, she texts me, like, at, of course, it's like 1130 or something when she woke up. She goes, oh my gosh, you're, you're right. I that is up. sort of the but same I, thing, yeah. The, the it's thing, just different types of food, Well, The, the, thing, mm. um, the thing that you um, were mentioning about having a, a non- Italian play Italians. Mm. There's non hillbillies playing hillbillies. And there yeah. are two people on this planet who aren't hillbillies who have the chops to play a hillbilly. And this is one of them. Did you even notice like how his beard? Maybe it was just his age at that time, but it still looked like, it's like kind raggedy. Of that, yeah, like that Joe I, Dirt. Like it, yeah, I it, love it naturally it. grows in that way. It was like such a. And I'm like, that's, that's exactly good. That's one of the best parts of Joe Dirt too. <laughs> just that 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 yeah. they got it so good. It just grows in just that grows way, in man. Like, well, you're so ingrained. I love that. This is a, that movie doesn't get enough credit, and it gets a lot of credit. This is I fucking big, love that. This is a big topic, and it's you know someone who I love acting. I love movies. When I when I hear these discussions about oh so and so shouldn't be allowed to play that role, or, oh, I hate that. I, I hate well, anything with shouldn't. What like I think is happening right now is people don't believe in acting. Like yeah. in popular culture, we've been fed like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio should get an Oscar because he stayed outside in the cold. Like, I don't give a <laughs> fuck about that. Like, do a good performance. I mean, he did do a good performance. No, I didn't even see that, but like, I don't. But it's I like, love I, I agree with. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a DiCaprio. So we, fan. but we, can, you know, I, I, in I mean, pop culture, we've like we've become obsessed with that method actor and here, like, oh, well, De Niro put on all this weight, or you know, Daniel Day Lewis did this, and it's like, or Monster with. Uh, What's, it wasn't Cameron Diaz. It was oh, uh, Shirley Theron. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, because right. like, you know, God forbid they actually let an ugly woman play an ugly woman in a movie. They got to get like, one of the <laughs> most beautiful women point. in the world. Hey, that's right, a right, good right. feminist but, point from Peter Grouchy. Of course. <laughs> but uh, let's, give the, let's give the ugly chicks a chance. Right. Um, but no, it's, it's like people, people don't believe in act. You know what I mean? It's like, like right. Anthony Quinn wouldn't have had a career. Like all these what guys back in What is an actor's job? Peter, is to create a role, right. to not be themselves, to not be themselves, to pretend to be something that they're not. And exactly. this idea that's like, well, we have to have one of these for this and one. And, it, and dude, it, it's the same thing with comedy. And we're all comedians here. What is a comedian's job to make a room laugh? But you know what? Um, and, did you? Yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, I'm trying to think of who it was. It, it was Tosh. Okay, one of his, love his, Tosh. His, his recent specials. One of my favorites. He said, "If you ever say these words." Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just, can never hang out with. We're you. never friends. Yeah, we we're not friends. friends. If you ever say the words, you can't make fun of blank. blank. Yeah, <laughs> just you, know in my heart, <laughs> I hate you with everything. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a great it's, it's a great so setup. That's the kind of thing. It's um it's true. Yeah, it's very very similar. Is what you talk about acting. It's the, there's nothing funny about blank. That's what it was. Oh, okay, is that, is that what it said? That's yeah. exactly the verbiage because I actually happened to watch that special two days ago. Yeah, right. Because I just it's one of the specials yeah, I rewatched is, to get my creative. Yeah, and he mentioned the um, he mentioned like I think maybe I don't it's people know. pleaser. Shout out Daniel Tosh, people pleaser. Yeah. You can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, but it's the thing is it's um you can also watch it on Netflix if you pay seven dollars. Uh, it's not. Is it not? Is it available on Netflix? I don't. I don't know where I. Heard it's it. not. No. Okay, it's uh. It's one of those that was released on like Comedy Central or something. Oh, okay. So it's hard, actually it's hard to find. Okay. I would imagine he's yeah. got a relationship with Comedy Central, so they probably would right. Exactly. They don't want exactly. him on Netflix. That's dude. where I saw it. He makes it. all his money on Comedy right, Central. No, I have. I have. And a, you could do app. CC Direct and yeah. buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have the app on my my TV. Oh, if you if you have cable, I don't buy cable. This is great app. This is great pod right now. 
Hey, how are we're, we going to get Daniel Tosh friends, <laughs> man? We're just becoming friends. So Daniel pod. Tosh, if you'll send us some money, and also Jim Beam. No, but seriously, like it's people. <laughs> movies, movies are, are about make believe. They're about pretending. So exactly. the minute you start telling people that you have to get one of these and one, it's bullshit. It's nonsense. And then what you end up doing is people get scared, and so they decide not to do it at all. So you end up mm-hmm. freezing out stories that you might have told right, right, right. because people are nervous that they're going to offend somebody, they're going to hurt somebody's feelings. So let's just not touch it at all mm-hmm. because God forbid we hurt anybody's feelings. So, you know, pretty soon we're just going to have, you know, I don't know, robots making no, out. No, computer, computer generated. Well, well no. What's going to happen is the pendulum's going to just balance itself out. Yeah. It's, it's swinging, already starting. It, it's already starting and it, swing, it swung so hard to the, the other side that there's already a pullback. It's and already. It's gonna be it's, okay. It's already People there. Freak out a the only bit place it's not there is in the media. Yes. In real yes, life, yes. it's already. Back. That's the thing. In real life, and I'm not gonna get on my high horse right now too much, but I'm not even gonna say what I believe about this. All I'm gonna say is this is the facts. Louis came back to the cellar. He got a standing ovation, unprompted standing mm-hmm. o- standing ovation. Twitter lit him up. Mm-hmm. The reality was one person complained. Here's the thing, though. It's it's the re- one in the said, show in the show. Right, right, the yes, show, yeah. right. I'm they complained they after, the- right, right. and everyone stood up and clapped. The reality of the situation is, comedy fans that night they didn't know he was going to be mm-hmm. there. These this is a random sample of about a hundred comedy fans in New York. They happened to give him a standing ovation. How many times have you guys walked up to a standing ovation? Yeah, never. Right. Hold, hold on. Let me just finish this real yeah, quick. Of I think that reality. And sort of this online reality, they're just different things. And the, what we see on Twitter and shit is not a representation of actual reality. Oh, yeah, Those yeah, people yeah, wanted true. him there. No, but and those conversations do happen in real life. Like, I just want to say that I'm not even saying what I, what I, I I'm not going to make a comment so on anything. I'm just saying that, that obvious, the real reality of the situation. And I know people that were there too. They, they, wanted him back mm-hmm. and, and and it's it, funny because I mean as, as three comedians talking about the state of comedy right now a, a, a laugh is an involuntary response yeah exactly and yeah. comedy has always been in opposition to the mass culture what's interesting right. right now is that comedy has become part of the mass culture so the same in the same way that every like every right, layman it thinks they're an expert on what method acting is mm-hmm. people seem mm-hmm. to know more about comedy because it's cooler now than when it you know 20 years ago, 30 right. years ago it wasn't something that was in the upper echelons of culture so i don't care if Hannah, what's her face, makes a, makes a solo show and puts it on Netflix and people love it, but Fine. what it but was what well I, done. But what Whatever. I do care about is the arbiters of culture at New York Magazine and the New York sure. Times, the New Yorker. Yep. Saying, there we go. Back to the press. Saying this is <laughs> the press. Yeah. This is what comedy is now. No, it's not. You know what's Bullshit. funny? She didn't even say that. Bullshit. That's the thing is that people are putting that blame on her. Look, she's an artist. She made a great live show. Good for her. Yeah, it right. resonated with a it. ton of people. It. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Here's the thing. Here's paid. the thing. They gave her that label. Those yeah, arbiters. Yeah, you're right. To decide. And yes. You, and you can't legislate. legislate you can't legislate yeah. laughter. You can't tell no. people you're going to laugh at this thing. So what are they doing instead? They're saying, well, the laughs don't matter because what's more important is the political positions. That I mean, these it's more take. important for them. They no, know but, that but, it's. But, it's but I'm gonna, saying like that's what that, that's what's interesting about what's mm-hmm. happening right now. And you know what? People laugh at what's naughty. The, you know, the of reason course. there's dirty shows, the reason there's midnight shows, course, the reason dude. that people went to go see Lenny Bruce it's so back simple. in the day is because people wanted to to get away from the dominant culture and go laugh at things that you're not supposed to you, laugh exa- about. I mean, that is the foundation of stand-up yeah. comedy is that it's – what do you have a better time doing? Laughing at something that's not – that's dark or not really like you're not supposed to laugh at, or laughing at like – I don't know a, a politically there are correct. There so joke. many comedians who can smash a watermelon in front of a crowd. Yeah, yeah there's one. Right. So yeah. what I'm yeah. saying is, it's not even him anymore. I'm he pretty sure it. he lost all his money. No, he sold his act to somebody else. So That's what I'm saying ridiculous. is that the it's three awesome. the three million scolds that came to New York City to ruin it for the rest of us go back to where you came from and leave comedy <laughs> to us because it's bullshit. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I love going. I, I love going to, to some the of race. these some yeah. of these rooms where they're packed with you know, young, especially younger people because they don't really know shit. Oh, so you mean Brooklyn? Yeah, I do, <laughs> I do mean I do mean Brooklyn. I don't and, go to Brooklyn. And, ever. and I mean I, one particular venue in Queens. Oh, oh, I think I know it. I've always had fun. I'm there. doing a show there. In, I, you know why uh, I always October. have fun there because I don't give a shit. Like I, I'm, I'm at the age Good. where I can walk into any room and I have accomplished more than everyone in here, even yeah. you that were on the Tonight Show. 
four weeks ago. That's like, a good you, attitude. You I sound like you haven't done anything. You you have never built a house. You have never <laughs> paid a mortgage. You have never raised a child. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. how I, I, I view that. it. When I, when I walk in, that's how I view it. Yeah. But yet I walk in and I'm like, I feel like, but when you get on stage, you're like, how do I, I want to connect. How do I reach these right. people? Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a certain, a certain thing, but it, it's, it's a lot of judgment without, uh, without much knowledge of life and with very little substance. It's, it's, what, yeah. it's what kids do, essentially. And the, kid, and the age of these kids have sort of, as we've gotten older and, um, and progressed through society into now almost 2020, which is a crazy decade to think about when you're living your life yeah, yeah, yeah. back in the 80s, um, these k- kids are still in their 20s now. And I don't think that was the case 40 years ago or 30 years ago. So like these- I bought my first house. I was married when I was yeah. 22. I yeah, bought my first house when I was 25 years old. Wow. My parents. 20, yeah, 25 years old. So, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, my parents, parents had, had two kids by the time they were 25. Right. Yeah. I was born. My mom was 25, and I'm fucking 26, and it's, there's no way we, I'm we getting... Have, we have stretched out growing up. And look, I'm not saying that it's it's bad. I think it's mostly a function of the economy, honestly. I really do. And... Th- I, no, no, I really do believe well, that. It was maybe, easier to make money back then well, that as an true. average Joe. That is it true. really was. That, there's some truth truth to that because I'm not, you I'm could, not saying that that's you could go out of high school yeah exactly I, people from Dude, my, my generation right left high school sometimes didn't go to college at all didn't that wasn't even a thought oh scoops calling yo pick it up pick it up we love jason we've never had a live telephone call we on have a live pod. telephone call hey scoop what's up my man we're in a podcast with peter and alex <laughs> peter garachi alex bashir we're, we're on alex bashir my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice 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 Tell everyone I said that you guys are recording a podcast. Yeah, right you're on, now, you're, you're on, on the air. air. <laughs> have you seen yeah, Next up, of Kin? Bro? What's up, Scoop? Have you hey. seen Have you seen Next of Kin? It's an 80s. Next of Kin, I haven't seen it. No. Okay, guess what we're doing next time we're together. What, we're, watching Next of you're Kin? You're damn right we are. Where you at, my man? Don't say I'm any actually, bad things. I'm, no, no, say, I'm say terrible to, things. Uh, don't say any bad things. <laughs> I'm entering the, uh, the sixth train on, I think, Lexington Avenue and 34th Street and going up to a show... Um, Katie Boyle's show. Where is that at? It's on the Upper East Side. It's yeah, that's where, where we're at. I'm at. We're I'm here on, right on, now. We're on the East 70th right now. Oh, shit. Okay, well, we're almost let's done. Meet up. Let's meet up after the show. I'm going on like second. But when is it? What time? Hello? What, what, what time? Uh, sorry, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. So I'll be free very soon. Okay. What, what, what street? Lexington um, and what? On, uh, it's a... Uh... <laughs> We're keeping this in, by the way. This is comedy. Can you tell us where you're going as Cat Williams? (laughs) Hey, tell us as Cat Williams where you're going to be. Perfect. I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm looking that up right now. (laughs) But do it as Cat Williams. Just wait. Bear with me. Okay. (laughs) I want to do. I'm going to do. I told you I'm going to do some impressions. I'm going to do Hank Hill. Damn it, Bobby. So I'll tell you what, Peg. I'll tell you what. That's really good. Thanks, One of my favorite things about this pod is. I want to hear this. Okay. Um, All right. We're definitely editing this. <laughs> the place is called. I'm going to do my, one of my jokes as Tracy Morgan. Uh, Alcoholism's the only disease your friends can talk you into having. Dirty rock. What's that? Oh, got it. Got it. I know where that is. Where is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's like. 80th or something like that. I, I I know where it is. Oh, so we're here. It's close. Yeah, 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 we're yeah, close. close. We can walk okay. there. All right, cool. All right, well, we're meeting you after the show. Okay. Can you Ale get me Wife up? Brewing Company. Alewife. Yep. Alewife Brewing Company. Got it. Okay, got you. All right, man. Good. Glad you're back. Love you. All right, <laughs> I love you. All right, man. All right. So one of, one of my favorite things about this pod is so we, we're gonna cut that down, but we're yeah. gonna put it, we're gonna keep some of that in yeah. for sure. Sure, sure. I was gonna say one of my favorite things about this whole, pod is let me look. Let me look. Let me look. We can start with talking about you know a movie about uh in. You know, Appalachians versus the mob in Chicago, and somehow end up on the state of comedy in 2018, New York City. That's one of the great well, things. I think about it's art. Kind of, I think yeah. that's the thing about it. It's like, and it, and this is uh, my comedy. People always ask you, "What do you what is your comedy?" And you blah blah blah. And I'm like, I tell stories, and that's why I like movies, um, and that's why I like comedy and any kind of art because you're you're really telling a story. Like I I um, we're filming a documentary, very good comedy, do, very good comedy story which is a story of our very good comedy show, which we, you guys know we've produced uh, yeah. for now almost two years. And so I bought a camera, but then I also went out like 
and I took pictures of my wife, for example, like outside yeah. of our house, walking down our walkway where we, you know, we had got, she walked down where she got married and the, the, the light was perfect. And so I've got like 12 pictures together that paint the story of a nice evening at her house, right? Yeah. Hmm. Just, just telling the story and encapsulating someone's essence or uh, a theme's uh, essence or whatever. So I think that's why there's a connection where you can start yeah. with a movie uh-huh. and then you end up yeah. with... Well, the, I mean, this pod was birth. I've, I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time, but I wanted a hook. I didn't want to just do comedian uh, interviewing comedian. Yeah, yeah. And what I realized when we were talking about movies outside the stand one night, it's like this is what I do. This is what I do. I could talk for hours about movies, and it gets into politics and history and your because life it, and your family and everything. Because this story is telling that. Yeah. Like the yeah. story, you're, you're telling the story of the Appalachian person who lost all the coal money so they had to move to chicago right that whole we had to migrate away because our livelihood was gone yeah um and you're, you're telling the story about like you said your sicilian family who which is funny because you know their sicilians are the low class of italy they exactly. left and they went where the work was my father said when he was a kid growing up in sicily every week there was a bus or a boat going to somewhere where there's jobs. Mm-hmm. Frankfurt, Germany, Venezuela, Caracas, Toronto. He ended up, of course, in Elizabeth, I, New Jersey, of all places. God. I have friends of mine who, even now, are living in like Waverly, Ohio, and Piketon, Ohio, and they're driving two hours to work mm-hmm. a job every day, one mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a construction job, yeah. or a concrete job, or whatever. So oh, I know some friends mentality. back home doing that yeah. too. Yeah. Even, even from, we're in a suburb, I grew up in a suburb of New York City, but. I know a lot of people driving multiple hours. Right. So people that, that stayed menta- back. So that story shows that there's a, and it's, most of us are the same. So we can. So yeah, we, that really is yeah. a, that's a good through so line. So we can leave our guests with a lesson. Yeah. It's leave New York City, <laughs> move back to the country, get a real fucking job, throw your EpiPen away, watch Next of Kin. Drink and whiskey. Learn, and drink whiskey and learn so how to be a man. leave our audience or leave our guests with a lesson? No, this is the, this is the audience for this is the audience for the guests. You said the, the guests. guests. You said the guests. Our then. audience. Our, you know what I mean. Our, yeah. our, 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 our many millennial audience members from around the globe. I don't know. I think we have a lot of older audience members. Because, I certainly hope so. <laughs> well, we have some. I was, I was about to shout out Kentucky because we do have like three listeners in Kentucky. Oh, nice. There do you go. really? Yeah, yeah. Randomly. Yeah. Tell your friends. I checked my stats out. I'll show you after. Well, I, well, yeah. I mean. We have I'll, some Kentucky. Yeah. If you post it, we'll probably get some more. Yeah. Well, we'll get more Ohio for me. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right, close enough. Do you want to plug anything while well, you're Well, I mean, um, the only things I, I we, of course, you know, the the main things that are, are we're working on now with, with my co-producer, Robert Puncher, we do a very good comedy show, which that's, we branded that, um, we've been doing that for like two years. And What's the uh, Instagram for that? Uh, it's Very Good Comedy. So at Very at, Good Comedy at on Very Good Instagram. Comedy on Instagram, at Very Good Comedy S on Twitter, nice. and... And on Facebook as well, you can search us at Very Good Comedy. And Robert's show. a really good guy. I've done. A, I did um, bringer shows coming out, like just like my oh, first, my first yeah. couple of months, and he worked at Broadway. And Robert's so from Pennsylvania. He's and, such a nice guy, right? Man. And so we we had that connection, so we can actually go on the road. So the month of October, we have already um, like seven shows scheduled. We don't usually do that much in in one month. Go ahead uh, and plug them because we, we will. We, be, this comes out uh, Tuesday of next week. Okay. Oh, um, on the ninth. And 10th of um, October, we'll be here in New York City. On the 9th, we'll be at West, the West End Lounge, which is on West 107 and uh, Broadway and West End Avenue, that whole, where, where it comes together. And then on the 10th, the next day, we'll be at West Side Comedy Club on West 75th Street. Sure. Then the following weekend, um, on uh, that Thursday, we'll be in Butler, Pennsylvania. We haven't, um, we, we're working with two different venues. It's a, they're, they're basically, it's a fun thing about going back to hometowns. We, we're Butler's working. great. I did a show with Robert in Butler, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I, so I, Robert would tell you exactly where that is. But if, if you're in Butler, it's not more than 10 minutes away from you. And oh, then, yeah. Fuck. What is that? I'll talk. To, uh, we can, we can I, get it on the description. Trying to do, yeah. I don't want to, well, Go I, can, I can throw out Reclamation Brewery. Even if okay. we're not playing there, I guarantee we'll be eating there. It's close <laughs> to there. Uh, it's, yeah. in, it's in um, on Main Street in Butler. And then on the next day, the, the following Friday, which would be the 19th, 19th, 20th, 21st, we're actually doing a set of three shows, three different shows in Wapakoneta, Ohio at Moon City Events Center. Um, we're doing that, and it's basically going to be. Well, one show is going to be a base, basically a stand-up show with uh, we have Melissa Diaz going with us and Great. Jason Scoop, of course, awesome. who we just heard on the phone call. Yep. Um, and then Robert and I, and then we've got a couple of local co- comedians out there. Lori Graves, who's in, in Ohio, will join us, and so will Dwight McCormick. He'll join us. We're doing a, a comedy show on on the Friday. On the Saturday, we're doing a music and comedy show because Brad Lambert and Lori Lambert own that venue, and they're bluegrass musicians. So we're doing. I'm working on a new song called Period Panties. 
Uh, <laughs> it's about those, those nights where you know you're not going to get any loving. Um, so we're going right. to do stuff like that, do some musical comedy, and, and we're going to do some stand-up acts. Oh, man, and then the next to. day, we're actually doing a, a Christian comedy show, and we're inviting some – it's going to be a cleaner comedy show, um, and we're, we're doing that on a Sunday. So Scoop's out for that one. Scoop, yeah. It's funny to watch Scoop <laughs> do, do the clean shows. He, oh, he's going like to do it? Man. Oh, okay. So he, basically, the, the best show we've ever done, um, we were out there last fall, and – we did some shows in Ohio, yeah. and um, there's a developmentally challenged board back home yeah. that helps people. They're, they're usually older, but they have some mental or physical disability, and so they work with those folks, and they have jobs and all that. But once a week, they try to do some kind of entertainment. So they, I know the guy who worked there, and he's like, hey, do you want to be part? Can you guys do some comedy? So we had to do comedy basically from like 80 mentally challenged people. So Scoob... But everybody knows who Donald Trump is and Obama. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Scoop so he, would be great yeah. at that. So he just yeah. did he just did impressions. So that's what he does in clean shows, basically. Okay. So we're doing that, and then after that, we'll be we do a, a show every month. Um, and so that would be the last Saturday of that month. I think it's twenty seventh of October. We will be back at um, the Lodge in Woodstock, New York. Oh, nice. Um, we, we're there and, every month, and that you're there monthly. So every month that, we're is there. Is that a cadence? Is it like the every last? Blank. It's always the last um, Saturday as a rule. The the problem Good. is it's a venue that does music as well, and so holidays can kind of put in there. And so yeah. we maybe so every last Saturday in but general you, at we, what what's the place called? The Lodge. And the all Lodge. The, all this information is online, and people follow you on Instagram. Well, or well, you can actually Facebook. we actually have a website. It's verygoodcomedyshow.com. Perfect is um and my name A R I C Eric Grooms.com. You'll see okay. all of our schedules on those two websites. Yeah, I, I've right. actually followed Scoop the last two weeks at the Grizzly Pair. And, oh, really? he, and he's closing with tough uh, follow. Well, it's funny that it's funny it's that really good comic. Well, it's funny that Bill Cosby got sentenced today because he he closes with this bit about nobody's raping Bill Cosby. Nobody's raping Bill Cosby in prison. Super high energy. Don't give big his applaud. material. No, I mean, it doesn't Jeez. matter. I can do his act. That's you still got to do All it. Right, bro. And then I <laughs> and then I get up. I get up like low energy. And I'm like, hi, I'm Peter Garacci. <laughs> like, I guess you guys want to hear my Bill Cosby impression, and I don't do it. But um, well, I I Jay, have I love Jason has become he's so funny. Yeah, I Jason has. Be, Again, Robert and Jason, the two people mm-hmm. I've worked with more in the, since I've been doing comedy, mm-hmm. and those two guys are going to be—they're going to find their niche. And oh yeah, be, yeah. Be something. I mean, special. I'm right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely Jason. Definitely Robert. Robert's like honestly one of the best dudes I ever met in New York City comedy. Really, he's such guy. a nice. He's guy, my neighbor. Dude. I run into him on Second uh, Avenue. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah, oh we yeah. Both live you know, Spanish when I Harlem. did, we did a road gig in Butler, PA, and it was like a six-hour drive, and. Uh, uh, I picked him up, and he's actually yeah, he's in Harlem. Close he, to I you. run into him on the street yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, I want to plug my show next Go ahead. Wednesday. Uh, oh, yeah. Kosher Ravioli is the name of my production company. Is our show is at FM sure. Bar in Jersey City. It's a monthly show every first Wednesday of the month. So it's going to be October third at eight o'clock at FM Bar in Jersey City. And FM Alex, Bar FM. It's a rock club. Great venue. Amazing venue. Great food actually. Um, and Alex is actually going to be on the show, and Your I'm boy. hosting yeah. and producing. Um, I'm excited. You're hosting. Yeah, I'm gonna MC the show. Nice. Which I uh, I didn't want to, but you you're a great host, man. I know, but it, sometimes I just want to get up and do a spot and not have to. Well, you should you should do time definitely. Oh, I'm gonna do like it's your show. Yeah, I, I do that, but I do it at the top of the show and then have to. Yeah, but run you can do some show. in between. How many people we got going? Uh, seven or eight comics. All right, we're it's a good show. I like I like a much like my movies. I like a show hour and forty minutes out the door. Yeah, Done. yeah, yeah. I'll do ten. Whatever. Don't keep we'll don't keep good. the audience yeah. too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, guys, this has been a very interesting and informative. Hey, episode I love this episode, man. This is a great episode. Guys, thank you for having me. And so me you here. pronounce your name Eric. Eric, I, I just said like Eric cuz I'm okay. It's, a, it's spelled A R I C but it's just Eric. But it's Eric. Yeah. Okay. So kids, get your hands on Next of Kin and we'll see you next time. Yeah, and check out very good comedy show everywhere yeah. on the internet. We're everywhere. All right, guys. All right, Bye. We'll Bye.